Welcome to Ed Talks. For the latest in Intel, insights, and innovation in corporate treasury and financial technology. Ed Baldry puts you in the conversations that are driving our industry. Episode 1, Ed Talks Treasury Portal Trends. The portal industry is continuing to grow. It's getting stronger. There's further adaptation for the portals with different financial industry players and corporate treasurers. So we reached out to all the most notable portals and asked them for some comments and some feedback. The most notable, we'll start with Boney, which is the world's largest and the world's largest custodial player and State Street. I put them in a similar category because they're both omnibus platforms Typically, in a custodial environment, the consumers that are using those are not disclosed to the fund companies. So from a competitive standpoint, we didn't see Boney or State Street too often down the street calling on large corporates, which was a focal point for ICD, because they tend to fish in their own waters. If they have large custodial clients, prime brokerage clients that have everything at Boney, their portal solution is very elegant because it's linked right to your custodial account. They're uh, still very formidable players, and with the size of their custodial operations, they're gonna continue to be formidable. Goldman Sachs had a conversation with uh, Ken Colley. They've been very active in the corporate and FI space, and that really has happened in the last couple of years. They've been offering aggressive tech credits. The high level on a tech credit is an amount of money that's shared back by a portal towards a technology vendor. So. For example, if you were utilizing SunGuard and you had a million dollar SunGuard software bill, they might offer you a tech credit of 100,000 if you have X or Y balances in money funds through their system. So the tech credit concept has been proliferating. Most of the portals, if not all of them, are offering some form of tech credit now. Those monies can't go back to the client. Those monies need to be paid to a technology vendor because otherwise it would be deemed sharing commissions or preferential treatment for one shareholder versus another. So that's a very careful line that people are tiptoeing around with the tech credits. Goldman Sachs is offering some integration capabilities and they appear to be partnering with some of the strategic treasury management systems. I think most recently with the Ion Group Treasury Workstation family. The next group we spoke with was BlackRock. I had a conversations with James Moore, but he wanted me to make sure for this room that people referred to Damian Donahue out of London if they're interested in further discussions or dialogue. They've had some recent M&A activity in 2017. They bought Cash Matrix. This summer, they bought NEX, NEX Treasury, out from under ICAP. And so that's been an interesting acquisition. Their goal is to be able to provide optionality of client solutions. So they have obviously the BlackRock lineup of funds. They have the cash matrix engine, which will allow them to build sweeps and white label portals for regional banks. So if you have a middle market bank and you've got a nice captive audience of clients and you want to have Fred's portal, they can help you build Fred's portal. And then certainly now they have their own portal. So they've downplayed what that's gonna look like going forward, but 90% of the portal traffic is across 10 funds. So something to think about when it comes to, you know, the fund lineup, how many different funds are gonna be offering, how they're gonna be offering them. 
So their portal through NEX is designed on an open architectural platform where they want to be able to offer all of their funds. And they said they are still looking to proliferate across all of the portals and they want to continue external distribution. The next group is JP Morgan, and this is a very interesting one. They're the third largest custodian in the world. I've spoke with a gentleman by the name of Paul Shabilsky. Paul Shabilsky is the head of product and strategy, and they're going to be launching their own down the street portal. So they've had an internal one for years that was available to bank clients, but now they're going to be selling down the street to non-bank clients, but through all the bank channels as well. He cited the advantages of being last to the party. They're coming late to the game and they're driving what's called an all API or application program interface model. So keep your eyes out for that, watch their development. Spoke with ICD, obviously Mark Hainer is the CTO. They're the world's largest independent running approximately 160 billion in assets under management. And one of their claims to fame, one of their biggest developments is what's called an encapsulated security token. It's their version of blockchain for money settlement. So it uses Swift technology and it's around secure money movement for payments for the customers. And it's very popular with ICD's customers because once they've done a trade, the money can be automatically moved without any further action on the client's part. They're obviously an agile environment and also an open architecture. They don't have their own funds. Lastly, I spoke with uh, Miriam Malik with FIS and FIS acquired SunGuard a few years back. And so they had a little bit of a lumpy integration there because FIS is such a big company, but SunGuard is fully integrated and SunGuard has been far more active out in the marketplace, particularly in London, in Central Europe. So we think that they're basically back in action. They're up and running again. We talked a little bit about FIS acquiring SunGuard. We talked about BlackRock acquiring Cash Matrix and now Next. And I asked all of these players about the potential for further consolidation. And most of them said, maybe, but not likely right now, because they aren't necessarily just looking to buy a portal for AUM. They're looking for a proprietary technology before they would step out to purchase another portal. So I think the landscape that we have right now will be stable for, for a while to come. And then from a, a breaking news standpoint, there was my retirement. That had to be pretty, pretty big. My dogs were elated. Then uh, the NEX model is not going to be shut down. So BlackRock said they're going to keep it in place and, and roll with it. We're certainly expecting the portal to get a facelift and some cash matrix technology to be incorporated into the NEX platform, but only time will tell. But they said no changes are imminent for the NEX customer and what they're experiencing right now. And then, as I mentioned earlier, JP Morgan is launching their down the street portal in a couple of months. So lastly, in terms of the trends, API driven was one of the things I mentioned. So the best way I had an API model explained to me was imagine that an API is a waiter. Okay. You're a patron in the restaurant and you've got, you want to order, you order your food through the waiter. The waiter takes it to the kitchen, but then the, the kitchen prepares it and the waiter brings it back to you. The API is a technology that's in between the customer and the consumer or the different softwares. If you, if you will, look at the different softwares. So the API reside and communicates between the two systems as that waiter that takes your order and then brings back the food. So think of an API as a waiter that's in between different technologies. That was the best way I've heard it explained.
There's a trend towards agile design and agile development. Certainly, as I mentioned earlier, the tech credits are getting bigger and more prominent and most are offering them. Encapsulated security tokens, blockchain methodology is a current trend and a buzzword and very, people are getting active around it and trying to get their heads around it so that they can operate in that sort of a, a secure environment. And basically the bottom line for the portals is the technology continues to evolve. So it's gonna to continue to improve and hopefully proliferate and that's that. So let me say thank you to uh, Pete Crane and certainly say thank you to all of you in the audience. Thank you very much for this opportunity. For more on the latest news in Treasury, FinTech, and business communications, subscribe to our podcast and follow EPBCOMS on LinkedIn.